Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I see you bopping along, Lee. That's not our normal tune. I see you just popping out. Um, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fallout Bar Night 8. And it's not the penultimate night, as I put on social media. It's actually the final night, isn't it, boys? Because tomorrow night they run through all of them. We review on Monday. So this is the final Fallout Bar of the week, ladies and gentlemen. We do appreciate you joining us once again. And thankfully, a little bit earlier than some of the nights earlier in the week, uh, joined by Lee and Liam to go over the final two quarter finals tonight. Boys, I'll start by saying hello to you. Let, let's not talk football because Lee might cry a little bit more, bless him. Um, but you have been on the blog and everything yeah. else on social media for us tonight, mate. Uh, how's that been? Yeah, it's been good. It's uh, what a night. Uh, what a night of darts uh, we've had. And it's I'm back there tomorrow night, so I'm just dead excited after I've seen the uh, the last two sessions. Um, I'm even more happier that even though there was very long games that, as you've just mentioned, it's an early show, which means I've done a, a nice tip before a very long day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll say long day. Sorry, I'll say long day. Just a long day on the beer. That's it's not it's not worth it tomorrow. It's just a windfield tomorrow. Yeah, I will say is do not adjust your television set. Should Lee Boyce appear on your screens tomorrow <laughs> night, they won't be broken. He just has some garish fashion choices, doesn't he, Liam? Well, that's almost a guarantee that he's going to appear at this stage, I think. Um, untold amount of pictures that we got of him earlier in the week. But uh, look, another good night uh, at the Grand Slam. Uh, we've said, we said last night how good the quality has been. Um, although the Grand Slam has changed in terms of who qualifies in the last uh, year or so. But uh, certainly, again, tonight didn't disappoint. We had two very good games um, and they were they were exciting, to say the least. Two very good games indeed. We'll get into that shortly. Just say a quick hello to people in the chat room. Kieran's in. Great night of darts. Rose is in. Celador says hello, as does Matthew. Uh, Dynamite says he see Lee Boyce in the crowd of night celebrating a 180. Yeah, I can even tell you what player that was for. That was for the Mr. Snakebite himself, Lee, was it not? It certainly was. There we go, see pay attention to these sort of things um, interesting question from Mars I'm wondering whether to open a ladies darts school or club this might be a way worth riding you might be correct there indeed um, marketability is definitely the buzzword of the week right now um, but let's not get into that debate because I'm sure despite us trying to have quite a 
well-produced show on Monday, Lee. It's not something we do very often on the live land. We don't like to overproduce what we do. We have a brief overlay. We don't go too much into what we're going to say. It just It's just natural. It helps the conversation flow a little bit more for us. It's 100% going to be a topic on Monday, is it not? Uh, it's very hard not to be a topic on Monday. Uh, <laughs> especially as we know who's leading the show. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a topic in our group chat for probably every 15 minutes um, throughout <laughs> the day. So, it's been non-stop. Um, so, I've got a feeling it will come up on Monday at one point or two or three. <laughs> I, actually, I actually despise WhatsApp. I just spent so much time <laughs> looking at nonsense and arguing with people that's before I get onto the online darts conversations. That's just my friends and football team and, and God knows else what in there. Um, that's enough nonsense for tonight, boys. Let's look back at tonight's session. Two matches, um, both won by the same scoreline. One a little bit of an upset, I reckon. One not so much, um, but still two very, very entertaining games. Both players up in and around. That high 90 average, it made for, as Lee said, a great night. A long night in terms of what we saw, but not a long night in terms of what time we are doing this show. Let's start in order, boys, because uh, I have one clip. I don't have the second one just yet, which makes perfect sense. Um, Michael Smith is into the Grand Slam semi-finals. Um, Liam, I'm going to start with you, because last night we categorically stated that given the current form of Michael Van Gerwen, Despite the fact Michael Smith was fancied by Lee Boyce to win his maiden title, um, on t his maiden ranking title on TV. Uh, I've been back and watched the live lounge earlier, by the way, to double check these predictions. Lee did have Michael Smith to win this tournament. Silly boy, still on though. Did I? Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> you don't sound that confident in that. N uh, no, I'll believe you though. Yes, that ain't Bully Boy. And I had the Iceman Gerwin Price to beat Bully Boy in the final. Liam here has had two bites of the cherry to pick a winner from an even smaller field than we had, Lee, and he's gone because Michael Smith has dispatched Michael Van Gerwin 16-13. Liam, not, not, the, not the best call we've ever made, is it? No one. I think my first, my debut this, this year in the online dash chat, I got a Pro Tour winner right now. I actually don't think I've predicted a correct winner since on the very first day. Um, but look, I don't think if we'd have sat here last night and looked at all the comments that many people would have backed Smith in this one, the form of the Michael was in. Um, it was just, it looked, seemed like it was going to be one-way traffic leading into that game. But uh, a, bit, a little bit of a different bully boy tonight we saw up there. Uh, kept his emotions um, right until the very end. He kept him... Um, very much to himself, although he admitted in the post-match uh, uh, analysis that he it was difficult not to, to Don't react. Give that to away. That's the entire clip we've got to play. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's too easy to just just jump into conclusions here, but look. Uh, I don't think anyone would have predicted that Michael Smith would have led 5-0 in the first break. I mean, that was just incredible. 107 average there in the first 5-0 and uh, look, it was you nearly went six nil if it wasn't for an incredible one five four eight from Van Garen to make a five one, and I got to make the Van Garen's big, the big check. Some of the big checkouts they did tonight were just brilliant. Yeah, Lee, it's the first time that Michael Smith has ever beaten Michael Van Garen in a televised ranking event, which is some record given how long 
bully boy has been in and around the sport. Um, but like Liam said, he jumped out to a 5-0 lead. Could have been 6. Van Gogh hits back at 6-4. And then it starts getting a little bit close for the next couple of moments. Are you, are you getting a little bit worried that despite the fast start from Michael Smith, it's just going to be that same old story for him? Yeah, the, the three chat outs that he's just alluded to. And uh, every one of those goes in. And you think, here we go. Might have under her wins back. He, he push on. He reels off four or five lads. We've seen him so many times. You know, over the years, not so much uh, recently, but then he's found that bit of form. And every single time one of them landed, I thought, here we go. Here we go. Once it's four, a one four eight. Was it big fish as well? It was a big uh, fish. So he led five nil, did Smith, pin back to six four, goes 12 seven up. So he gets the five leg cushion back, and then Van Gogh fires in the big fish. And even then, you're a bit like, oh, God, here it comes. Um, I've got to talk stats quickly. 14 maximums for Michael Smith tonight. Michael Van Gogh hit five, but he did have three one seven ones as well, which obviously don't drop on that table to 44% on the finishers for Michael Smith. That is a level of composure that I don't think we've seen from Bully Boy in a long, long time, Liam. But I'm going to counteract with that, that, that the darts did the talking tonight, but there were still signs in his body language and his, his emotions on stage that perhaps he wasn't as settled as the performance says he was. Yeah, and I know that was 44% of the checkouts. He missed, I think, three darts at tops or three three figure checkouts um, throughout the match. Um, there was a couple of times he was clutching a little bit, didn't look like he was 100% comfortable. Like Van Gerwen let him back in when Van Gerwen had broke with the big finishes, like we said. He leaves Smith to break straight back. And look, that was brilliant from Smith to do that as well. But Van Gerwen did leave him off the hook once or twice when it could have. Uh, got down to the nitty gritty. Um, look, I suppose the, the tests will the bigger, well, not the bigger test, but he still has more tests to come in this tournament with Smith. Uh, if he'd been pushed all the way and had gone level, uh, we would have really seen the resolve uh, tested Michael Smith, and maybe that's to come uh, down the line. We really see what he's if this has been a little bit of a, a change in his uh, composure um, yeah. later on in the tournament. Yeah, and I might ask us something similar. Could tonight be the breakthrough win for Smith, Jack? Now, he is still two wins away from that that big TV title that he craves in there. Everybody in the dark world thinks that he deserves so much. He's had the ability. He's been in and around it for so, so longly. Um, without spoiling too much, Peter Wright next and James Wade or Gerwin Price. We've alluded to this a little bit on the show throughout the week. If he does go on to do it, right, given the run that he's been on, given the group that he started in, plus the run he's been on now in the knockout phases, plus who's yet to come in front of him, potentially the world number two and then the world number one. He would have gone 3-2-1, by the way, or possibly even either gone 3-2-1 or 3-2-4 if he's going to get there, which is ridiculous to beat three of the top four in the world in any tournament because of the way that seedings normally work out. It's, it's just crazy. That yeah, would be some statement win to finally do your first one, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it would. And, and there's the performance side of today, there's a lot in there. And we always look at Michael Smith of getting over the line. And when we talked about that, it's normally around his doubling. And today, some of those doubles, it's not obviously his stats were very good, but it was the manner of where there was line in the bed as well. Some of those on the tops were just smack band in the centre. They were perfect darts. And we've seen it with quite, quite a few of those. Um 
there's like says we I know we've spoken about MVG there. One of one of the stats that I pulled out while I was doing the blog that I found very interesting today. Led twenty one MVG to second one eighty. That is ridiculous for someone with the story. I think there's a couple of one seven ones in there as well. Yeah, three one seven ones in the match in total. Yeah, I think he I think he did two of them before obviously um led twenty one as well, but there's only two one eighties. And with MVG not being able to score and Smith finishing as he as he did, uh, if Smith can find that then tomorrow, it's going to be a very, very interesting afternoon. Yeah. For context, after 20 legs, at the same point where Van Gerwen hits his second, Smith had already hit 11. Yeah. For, four, <laughs> in, four in the first five, I think, for that then. Yeah. Somewhat ridiculous to start off, and it was just... He was just I'm punishing it. There was... Um, MVG missed seven or eight, I think, in the first session, and Smith went in five nil. And, and Smith then he, he just was taking his chances. And normally it's the other way around. We're talking about Michael Smith in that aspect, so to see him do it's uh, very good. And to know now that I've tipped him to the, to the final, he's uh, even better. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm going to go back and double check it now because you seem so shocked. Obviously, Phil Bars tipped Marco Van Gogh to win it, as did uh, as did the boys last night. Um, a quick word on Michael Van Gogh before we hear from the bully boy Michael Smith, Liam. Um, he is two events away from Peter Wright's prophecy coming true. At the yeah. start of the year, Peter Wright did what Peter Wright does and came out and said Michael Van Gogh would not win a ranked televised event this year. He has the players' championships and the world championships to put that right. That is absolutely unheard of in the Michael Van Gogh era. Dog, just there. He has the players' championships because I'm telling you, if he wins the worlds and it's in January, Peter Wright will say, oh, I said this year. <laughs> we know that's going to happen. It's the little wins, isn't it? It's the little wins. <laughs> Sorry, Liam. Look, there's still something keeps nagging away at me and saying that he's going to win one. He has to win one. I mean, look at the, the form that he's shown recently. Even tonight, like he, he has been brilliant in this tournament. We've seen uh, the average that he threw in the group stage. We've seen tonight, first session, very, very slow out of the traps tonight. And probably one thing that he didn't want to give Smith was a, a five-minute lead. I mean, that's probably the, it is the worst possible start you can give to a player. And that is Smith probably got his tail up a little bit, given the confidence to push on. And when Smith was in that flow that he was, he was always going to be hard to be pegged back because he's one of the most natural players on the circuit. And when he was in that confident mood um, to peg it back, that lead was always going to be difficult. Um, I presume you're not going to put me on the spot and ask me, does he win two now? Uh, does he win one of the two? Um, but uh, you know, look, I put you on the spot and you told me he was going to win this one. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I still I still believe he is a major. He will have a major say on at least one of the two um, of the two big events left, uh, and I, he definitely gets to the final in one. In my opinion, when he wins it now, it's a different matter. <laughs> oh, that's that's an, edgy, that's an edgy foresight into the final two events remaining this year um as promised we are going to hear from michael bully boy smith um as always folks you know the deal by now if you listen or watch to us regularly uh, once the show is over head over to our youtube channel 
you guys can catch the interview in full over there. Whilst you're there, don't forget to drop us a like, subscribe to the channel, make sure you don't miss any of our content throughout. Um, and a massive thank you to Ball Sports at this moment for making all of this happen as well. Uh, this is Michael Smith in his post-match press conference tonight. Uh, I won't say the record, it's just, it was just trying to keep himself focused, keep himself calm. It's took more energy not to be a ass on stage than it was to, because Michael was giving it a few, like that 148, 164, 170, I was like, just don't buy it, don't buy it. Wait, wait for that winning double, then you can do whatever you want. When that tops went in and they give it the one, the whole life just drained from it. Massive outpouring of emotion right at the end of the match. Marksman, something we're not really used to seeing. You can normally, he'd be a terrible poker player because his game is written all over his face all of the time. Um, on to the second game of the evening, then, boys. And unfortunately, the fairy tale is <laughs> over for the moment. Fallon Sherrick exits the Grand Slam of Darts at the quarterfinal stage, losing 16 13 to Peter Wright, Liam, and tell you what, she ran him close tonight. Yeah, and look, she gained a lot more respect again from people that probably didn't believe that she had the game to go far in the long format. There was a few doubters again last night, me being one of them, that she could she produce that over such a, uh, a long leg play uh, quarterfinal. But she was brilliant tonight. She kept in with Peter Rice all the time. The composure that she shows um, is just incredible. Some of them combination finishes where she goes pop, pop, takes them out. The finishing under pressure was just uh, fantastic at times. Uh, yeah, look, it was always going to be uphill battle for her tonight. I mean, Peter Wright is one of the very best in the world. But I think Sherrick, yes, she bows out, but she's done herself proud. And there's certainly a, a lot massive signs I saw from her tonight which suggests the composure alone that you need to, to, to be able to succeed on the biggest stage is there in abundance. Uh, and although she goes out tonight, I, I, I certainly thought her performance was, was still very, very good. Her best average on the TV, I believe, is it? No, she had the 101 against Mike De Decker in the tournament. 101. But obviously, over this, this is the longest game of darts I think Fanon has ever played in. She did lose 4-2 in sets to Chris Dovey, but I don't think there was as many legs involved in that one as there has been in this one. Um, so I think this is the longest game of darts that Fallon's ever played. And as she said in her joint interview, which is the most terrible concept in the world, by the way, absolutely despise them. You don't get what the players are truly thinking. You get a little bit too much arse-kissing from my, from my point of view. I, I if a player's going to have a pop at someone, they're not going to do it while they stood next to them in front of cameras. It just doesn't work like that. You get all mushy moments. And, no, I don't want that. I want a bit of needle. Um, yeah, if, if they're going to happen, they need to happen, i.e. after Anderson MVG, maybe this yeah. week. They're, they're the ones, them interviews would work. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, you want to go in that? <laughs> just, out, just, just one of them looking at the other one going, outside. Like, that's what I just, I just don't know the concept. Never have done probably never will do but Fallon did say she was absolutely shattered after playing over that format and that's something that if she's going to continue this meteoric rise and be in the back end of PDC televised events which okay she now needs to go and win two rounds at the PDC World Championships she needs to make round number three as it stands uh, to sneak into the top 64 in the world and therefore have a one-year tour card um, if she's going to keep producing that then that's what she needs to get used to 
Um, let's talk about the game a little bit more in depth. It was a very, very bizarre start to the very first leg. Um, <laughs> I can't lie, I didn't see it. I was on this lap. It was it was on a screen. I was I was looking at something else, and I just heard the commentary and a, and a little bit of an outpouring. Um, Peter Wright attempting to check out 120, 20, ball, ball. In my head, I just thought perhaps he's put a really dodgy uh, single 20 in and it, it's covered the bed. But after asking a couple people, that was not the case. He was just trying to do something very, very bizarre. And I don't know if that was a little bit of peacockery from from Wright just to show off that he's capable of that and, and set the tone for the match, Liam. But it was just so strange. Uh, look, I actually love them uh, exotic finishes, to be honest. Um, got a little bit of stick in the commentary. And then when he had the shot for the one to Shanghai a couple of legs later, when he should have gone for the bullseye, bullseye, yeah. he didn't go for it. So I don't know, was that playing on his mind? Um, certainly, make it, I had a little bit of a giggle in the very first leg. Maybe it was mind games. Maybe he was just confident that he could pull it off. Um, but look, who doesn't love a little uh, exotic finish going uh, a different route to the traditional Shanghai route? I'm reminded of it if he had some sort of lead, I think, Lee. But actually, I think it put him on the back foot for a large parts of the early bit of the match. Um, was behind at the first break, was he? Yeah, yeah. Three, two, yeah, three, yeah. two. After the magic five, I love a five-ton leg. By the way, that is one of the best sights in that. You don't really get to see it because we just see the little electronic scoreboard. But if you follow it on Dark Connect or you go to a ton, it just looks so so good. Um, like I said, that one, two, five, putting Peter out on the back foot a bit. Um, didn't quite really get going until the fourth session, Lee, when he came out absolutely flying. He wins that fourth mini session four-one. And within it, he has legs of 10, 11, and 11, averaging 115. Yeah, and that part of the game is so crucial that both players realised, because if Peter didn't find that, Fallon averaged 108 in that session as well, which was just outstanding. Um, but Peter got the early break, I think, in the session with an 11, and then obviously uh, found a couple of holes in there as well. And he was just... Some of the one the one eighties, I think it's a part of doing the blood. Of first time I've ever told Peter Wright a one eighty machine. There's a lot more on the tour you can call it. Obviously, I know he eat the most of it last year, um, but this year hasn't been the same. But the the back end of the day, and the one eighties were just absolutely flying in. And looking at the stats, I think I've seen that Fallon it's over forty one hundreds, but Peter Wright was finding that many one eighties that he was just even in the edge and one forties. Uh, it was just even in the edge, and at that point, then then two elevens and a ten was just incredible. And someone who we've seen him dominate the field at the match play from round one near enough to the end, slightly different feel in in this one, but only getting better and better. There's always the question mark with Peter Wright in the two games in one day. Uh, gonna be it's gonna be interesting if you can find that level of performance tomorrow, and, and Smith is on his day, and we are in for a. Potential fratter. It is Liam and Peter Wright delivers that little mini session. I lost track how many times we heard this from our group chat tonight. It's been a while, I mean. <laughs> but the point still stands. The amount of times I heard, oh, that's game over, that's game over, and it wasn't. She kept fighting back and took the game a lot, lot closer than what it potentially could have been. 
Yeah, and there was a couple of times I even said in my own head, I said, surely it's done now with the level of performance in that fourth session from Wright was just incredible. I mean, where he was, uh, I mean, the, the best, the very best players in the world have them gears and he certainly went up a, a gear or two and so did Fallon and she stuck in there. And that, that's, again, it's, it's credit to Fallon, the, the fighting spirit that she has to, uh, to be able to stick in to Peter Wright when he's producing the very best stats that he can and he is one of the very best on his day and the level of performance that he showed uh, in some of them legs and the fact that she was able to compete. Yes, she didn't win loads of legs, but she's managed to stay in there, uh, keep putting them under pressure and made him fight to the very end to, to win the match uh, is credit to her, but um, as well to Peter Wright, the gears that he found when he needed to. And that's what the best players do when they need to. They find them extra gears um, at crucial times of the match, and that's what he done. Indeed, indeed. Snakey does move on. Um, I'm just waiting for Peter Wright's post-match press conference to be added to our show. Um, for some reason, we've just been given Michael Van Gerwen, or it looks like it, unless it's just got the wrong picture on it. Let's try this one. Oh, it is Peter Wright. Sorry, it looked like Van Gerwen. My apologies. Here's Peter Wright in his post-match. Same colour shirt tonight. It's just a little clip. This is Peter Wright. Uh, if it was, it was my choice, I would have Avarens because she put bums on seats and uh, in, uh, inspires the women's game uh, and youngsters at school. Uh, she will inspire them. Uh, but it's you know we all know the Premier League is a horrible, nasty place and can destroy people and, and uh, kill uh, kill uh, darts careers. But uh, you know, uh, but I think she she could probably handle it. And it is a dart show. It's not ranked. It's about the best dart players in the world. So why not the best woman dart player in the world playing? You know what she's shown so far on, on TV. I mean, he's saying all of the right things, isn't he, Mister Right? If he wants a nice little bonus from his employers, the PDC. Look, there are plenty out there that completely agree with that point, and there are plenty out there that, that disagree. Has absolutely polarised the world of darts. For the last week, um, I'm just waiting for one of the players to come out and say, yes, put her in there because I have a 100% record against her. That would really be interesting because Peter Wright's just beating her. He's like, hmm, payday, perhaps. Um, but after that performance tonight, she will certainly be worrying some of those players. And don't forget, she did take Mark Van Gogh very, very deep at the World Series as well. Um, boys, let's look ahead then to tomorrow afternoon it is to start with. Um, and then based on whatever we say now is how we're going to look ahead to the final as well. We're going to have a general consensus vote on both of these games and then we're going to make up a final between us because why not? That, that's fun and we could be completely wrong and waste 10 minutes of everybody's lives. But you're already here listening to us, so why not? Um, semi-final number one. I'm not sure I want to watch this one, boys. Gerwin Price, the world number one, the reigning world champion, takes on... The UK Open champion, James Wade. Um, Liam, I'm going to start with you. How do you see this one going? Um, Price looks like he's getting better throughout the tournament. We've seen that yesterday. Um, he's kind of building in nicely to this semi-final. Um, I certainly think he probably would take Wade out of the remaining two players in the other half of the draw that's just my personal opinion of what the preferred opponent price would like to play 
Um, I think he's shown signs of improvement as he's going on. We've seen this in the back end of tournaments before. He's slow to start and he's coming into and he's finding form now. And I certainly think Wade has played well. Um, we've seen that in the last match against Rob Cross. He's improved uh, uh, tenfold to what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, but I just believe that this is uh, going to be a price win here. And I reckon, if we're doing score predictions, I reckon it's going to be a 16-12 to Garwin Price. Might have jumped the gun, but there we go. Yeah, Lee, just before I do get your, your score prediction, the fact that there's such a big jump in this event from 10 to 16, and then it stays at best of 31 for this, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Stagger that out. Let's see it a little bit more. That, that's what the fans want, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> chat room, also, don't forget, you guys need to get your predictions in too. I'll try and get some of them up on the screen for you. Lee, you've had enough time to decide what you want to do now. What is your score prediction and how do you see this one going? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can change from uh, my prediction early on in the week. Uh, I do think... You know, the one you knew nothing about. Yeah, the one I, I, I knew I had Price. I just had no idea that they had Michael Smith. And I've been watching it all week we've had, uh, with uh, no intention that I thought Michael Smith was my pit for the final. Um, for Price, though, the one thing for me in this one, I'm just... The pace of the game is not the not I don't think more suits him. Um, and the first 10 legs in this are crucial um, because I think if Wade's got a bit of a lead and then he's dictating the tempo, it could be a bit of a struggle. I still see Price coming through it. Um, I think it's probably even closer than those 16-14 Price. Interesting, interesting. Um, are you backing your boy? I'd love nothing more than to back my boy. But the problem is that... I, James Wade has, has turned his form around this week out of absolutely nowhere. Both of these players started the week off quite badly by their own standards. I think they weren't the most convincing in the group stage or, or Wadey wasn't until the very last game. Price put in a good early performance, then hang on, hung on a little bit, but he's got better as the uh, knockouts have gone on. Um, the one problem I've got with this one is that James Wade this week has interacted with the crowd so much more. He's been so much more emotional he's, he's been so much more just just out there and in the moment that we don't really see from him and the issue with that is Gerwin Price will feed off that so much and he'll use it as such a boost to get himself going that if it wasn't difficult enough to beat Gerwin Price the way that James Wade plays and offering him absolutely nothing back the minute you're riling him up as well you're going to struggle an awful lot and because of that I think I am with you too and I think Gerwin Price will win this one and I think he will win it. I think it'll be 16-11. I just think he will produce one of those little spells where he takes the game away completely. Wade is, is chasing a bit. Wade gets out of front, then we've got the ability to go close, but he's, he's just not a runaway player, whereas um, Gerwin Price is. So 16-11 for me on that one. And actually, we don't have to have a vote or, or decide who's got the most. When we predict the final, it will be Gerwin Price. Into the second semi-final, and I wonder if we're all going to go the same way in this one, Lee. Peter Wright against Michael Smith. Peter Wright has prophesied many things this year. Winning the match play, winning the World Cup, Michael Van Gerwen not winning a televised ranking event. And all of those have come true so far. Then he told us he was going to win this event and after five matches has thrown five different sets of darts. But tonight was his best performance of the tournament so far. Just like the first semi-final, he is getting better and peaking at the right time against Michael Smith, who has arguably been the most solid player in this field 
throughout this tournament so far. Where are you going with this one? You're not making this any easier. Um, there's 32 and a half minutes of that I'd have done with uh, Peter Wright. Now you've told me I predicted Michael Smith. It's a lot more difficult because I don't want to go with him. That's what I've said to Edgy. Um, now, uh, just on the level of performance we've saw from Peter Wright today, um, I think Peter Wright does get the better of him. But I think this goes all the way. I think we could see all 31 leads tomorrow in this one. Um, and the, the whoever's got the throw in that, it could be crucial. Uh, but I'd edge towards Peter Wright. But I, I do think this one... Um, there's the potential in that first day where I think if Price turns up early to run away with it. I don't see anyone in Wright and Smith running away with it to that level. So I'm known 16-15, Peter Wright. As Matthew has said as well. Sorry, Matthew. Liam, where are you going? Um, yeah, look, I've been changing my mind the last couple of minutes there. Originally, I had Smith to win, but with taking out Michael Van Gogh, it's a huge scalp for, for Michael Smith. We said earlier on, can he do 3 2 1? I mean, this is going to be huge. And if he can do that and get to the final, I mean, what an, what an achievement, even just to get to the final to beat the players that he has done. Um, I was going to change my mind and I was going to back Peter Wright, but I think I'm going to go to what I originally said. I probably will be wrong anyway, but I go with a 16-14 win for Michael Smith. I heard right. For me, when, when Peter Wright says something's going to happen, you, you'd be a foolish person to say it's not going to, but I'm just not convinced by him at the moment. There were so many darts that slid into the inside of the doubles tonight. It wasn't missing on the outside. It just means he's constantly moving around. No idea what darts he's going to throw come lunchtime tomorrow. And then you've got the added thing that he's going to try and prepare mentally for a semi and a final on the same day before even playing the semi-final because he's just going to try and look that far ahead and get himself set for the day. And I'm just not sure that's going to suit him either. And the fact that I've got Gerwin Price to beat Marcus Smith in the final as my prediction from last Monday means that that's where we're going to end up, boys. Why not? Me and Lee are on the ball this week, and we're going to remind the guys of it constantly on Monday night in our 50th ever show. I like how you started with off with it's a foolish person to write off Peter Rice, and then you've just written off Peter Rice. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just telling the truth, mate. I, was, I, I said Johnny Clayton weren't getting out of the group, for Christ's sake. So, you know, I'm getting close enough. That's just how it works. Um, so, for me... The scoreline will be 16-12 to Michael Smith, giving us that all-important final cup collection day. Uh, we are all predicting, which means it's just never going to happen, a Gerwin Price against Michael Smith final, boys. If that is the case, let, let's imagine that it is, and we've actually got the semi-finals right. How do you see it going? Who picks up that trophy on Cup Collection Day? And good evening, Chris Mason. <laughs> Liam, do you want to go first? Uh, I was hoping that you'd take the floor on that one now. But <laughs> it seems that uh, is, I... Liam, I'll have to go first. Please just repeat your prediction that you exactly. completely forgot about. Yeah, exactly. I, no, yeah. I knew my prediction of price. I just, like says, I didn't know that I had Michael Smith to be there as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think Derwin Price goes on to win it. Um, whoever he plays, if it's Michael Smith, 
it's just the same question marks, I think, around uh, if Bully Boy's there in the sense of getting to that final then, what sort of level of performance do we have? Um, key things going to be on the Sunday night, as we've seen previously in Wolverhampton, there's always a bit of history with Price and the, the fans there, so interesting if they have any impact across the day. Um, but I think Price wins it 2-10. Liam, for you. Look, there's so many people in the chat room, by the way, saying that Michael Smith, uh, Peter Wright is going to lift this trophy. After we're sat, he predicted a final between Gerwin Price and Michael Smith. Obviously, that is sport for you all in one. If we get a James Wade, Peter Wright final now, boys, we've absolutely messed this up completely. But, you know, that, that's just what sometimes happens when you try and look into the future. Um, chat room, give me your variations while we wait for Liam's prediction for our final. Um, you don't have to agree with us. For example, Brandon says Wade 16, right 15 in the final. Uh, Rob says Wade wins the Grand Slam. Uh, Kieran says Price beats Smith. He is on your wavelength, Lee. Lee. Boys, commiserations on that one. Uh, Neil says Snakebite to lift it too. Liam, I've given you long enough to think about it now. Yep, I've sat back and seen that I say the Price and Smith will get to the final. They probably won't, so we'll probably be looking at something else here. Bosch, uh, if it is to be a Price-Smith final, I reckon Price comes through 16-14 over Smith. And he, he loves this tournament. I reckon he'll, if he gets to the final, uh, that it could be his third title in four years, I do believe, for Price. Uh, I think he loves Wolverhampton and the Grand Slam, so I think he will claim the title if he beats when he beats Michael Smith, 16-14 in the final. Yeah, interesting. That one from Celador. Apparently, Sherrick's going to win the Premier League. She's not even involved in yet, which would be some achievement. Um, uh, Matthew says, if Price wins, he'll never want the tournament moving from Hordersley. Lee never wants the tournament moving either. It's on his doorstep, 10 minutes away from his house. <laughs> but Richie House and the Circus Tavern, which, by the way, cheeky little bit of a filler before I give my prediction, my second part of the vlog, from the Seniors World Championship is also available on our YouTube channel. Uh, give that a watch if you can. Uh, you got any nice little feedback for me, just drop that as a comment on there too. Uh, much appreciated and I'll get part three out to you guys as soon as possible. Um, for me, prediction in the final, um, Gerwin Price um, beats Michael Smith. I, I said it last Monday. Um, just thinking those big moments until I see Michael Smith get over the line it's difficult to sit here and tell you he's going to get over the line. Um, and I'd be more I'd, I'd be more than happy for him to get over the line. And I think there are plenty out there that, that would agree too. But until I see it, there's just not a lot of chance I could say this is the moment it's going to happen, especially not through the quality of the field that he's beaten already and the quality of field that sits in front of him as well. Um, with that, boys, that brings to a close our final fallout bar of the week um a little bit of a good news for you guys in the chat room as well <clears throat> we will be back next weekend for the players championship finals usually we only run the fallout bar um on a week-long tournament or more um, but this time we decided to bring it to you um as we look ahead to the world championships in december so you guys get even more of us or i say us Probably you, Lee, and whoever else you can muster up, because at some point I'm calling for Derbyshire County next weekend. So I'm doing both days up on stage and I've no idea where I'm going to be. So um, you might well be hosting with whoever else we can rustle up to jump onto the show next week. Jarliff and Phil will be in Minehead. 
and giving you all the reaction from down there too. Plenty of interviews, live blog, etc. all to come. Uh, Dan, part of the team, he's going to be down there as well, hopefully getting us some clips of sort of like a fan's response, fan's reaction to what he sees, um, maybe show off his accommodation, um, the, the limits on taking alcohol onto site, which is interesting. <laughs> um, and just what he sees from either stage one or the main room. Um, thank you very much if you have joined us throughout the week or if you're in here tonight listening back on your favorite podcast provider as well um please don't forget to like the stream and subscribe to the channel before you disappear um, and before we go massive massive thank you to our friends at boil sports for making um all of this possible throughout the last week boys thank you very much for joining me once again um, this has been the Fallout Bar, and we'll see you guys very, very soon indeed.